Quite enough for her to be trapped. Well, so, no, she, she isn't because she was downstairs with us. She's right there. Hey, stop being a little drama queen. <laughs> it's sad because it's true. Anybody else? Any have anything? What news-wise? Yeah, or, or grievances? <laughs> Always, <laughs> tons of them. <laughs> And with the airing of grievances, we bring you a new episode of True North Nerds. It is Boxing Day. Boxing Day. Boxing well, when day. we're recording it. Yeah. So Merry forgive our possible lack of energy. Does, does this come out New Year's Day then? I believe so. Look at the calendar. Uh, Happy almost New Year's. No, it comes out New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. Yeah. So we'll have Mondays. fun on New Year's Eve. Be safe. Um, yeah. So, uh, this is the, for us, it's the last episode of 2018. I wonder how many people are actually going to listen to this on New Year's Eve. So, they're very sad people. No, they are. Don't call Rex sad. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, um, my comment about Nick Nolte, uh, like, oh, he hasn't had a a DUI in a while, made Rex snort a piece of carrot through his nose. Ouch. (laughs) That's impressive. Yep. Um, so with us today is Jen. Hello. Ryan. It's perfectly timed with the mouth full of pop. Hello. And Kevin. Ho, ho, ho. And, uh, just quick notes. We're going to go over Aquaman today and into the Spider-Verse. So there may be spoilers and a little bit of blurbs on Bumblebee and anything, any other thing we're covering. Well, you guys haven't watched anything, so. Yeah, sorry. Because I want to talk about the Elseworlds crossover. Oh, you can but you guys didn't talk watch it. Doctor and Who. I want to talk about Doctor Who. Yeah. I don't care if you spoil the Elseworlds crossover because I don't really care about it. It was good. <laughs> D- Doctor Who, I almost feel we should do a complete wrap-up when that New Year's episode comes out. And okay. Just do the whole thing kind of at, at once. That's what. We'll, next weekend, we'll binge watch Doctor Who. Yeah. How many episodes are there? Ten. Plus Ten. the so, New Year's special. We could do that in a day. <laughs> Well, you've only watched a, f- a couple. The first, yeah, we, we've two watched the, uh, two or three, so, we're, so we're, we've got a chunk totally of it done already. Yeah. But first, as we start most of these episodes, we're starting with the news. With news, news. We Not don't have we don't much. have a whole lot of news. It's been pretty quiet. But, but, yep. But we got some new trailers. Woo! Yes. yes, we got a Hellboy trailer. Yes. Okay, my so, cat's making a I'm sounding sick noise, so I'll be right back. What did what did you guys think of the Hellboy trailer? Because I like I absolutely love Hellboy. Like it's one yes. of my favorite comics ever. And I really like the Ron Perlman version of Hellboy. Oh, yeah. Guillermo del Toro in the, the writer and director seat for it. Right. Um so I don't know if I'm like too emotionally attached to like it didn't look bad, don't get me wrong. No. 
But it, it's like, I don't know. It's an early look, so... Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, it's going to take a while to get used to the new face of Hellboy, just because we're used to the Ron Perlman Hellboy, yeah. uh, as far as live action goes. Um, the trailer, as far as, you know, it's, having just recently read all of Hellboy by buying, when I was buying those compendiums, I'm I'm like seeing parts of the trailer, and it's like, there's a lot going on in this trailer. Mm. Which makes me think, like, yeah. you know, I'm trying to pick what what stories it, it is or what story this movie's going to be mostly pulling from. And uh, I, I don't know, I'm looking forward to seeing it. What did you think, Kevin? Um, I thought it looked fun. Um, I did really like the Ron Perlman movies. Mm. So I, I like the guy who's playing Hellboy. Yeah. But everybody around him, I don't know, it seemed smarmier for some reason. I'm back. Petra's being a drama queen because we haven't seen her in a couple of days. Mm. And if she's out of my sight, she cries like a baby. What are we yeah. talking about? The <laughs> Hellboy, Hellboy trailer. trailer. Ooh, yeah. Every time I see that, I'm like, but it's not Ron Perlman. Yeah. But it lo- still looks good. See, yeah. the, one, the one thing I guess hearing is coming out of, I don't know if it was New York Comic Con or somewhere where they showed the early footage... Uh, the directors, people kept talking about it was going to be a rated R horror movie yes. take on Hellboy. This trailer does not tell me rated R Hellboy at all. It looks a lot more like the comic, though, I found. In in certain instances, definitely. Yeah. Like the monster design. And I like that they made Hellboy look different enough from Ron Perlman, like giving him the long hair and the little knot instead of, what did he have? He still had a little knot, but it was much shorter hair. Yeah. Yeah. And then, but uh, yeah, the, this trailer... To me, it was more like Guardians of the Galaxy style trailer. Like you yeah. know, you have a, you know that 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 song, and they're like, "Oh hey, I like this song," and it's in the, okay, and it's in a trailer. Okay, I'll watch this trailer, and I oh that's fun. So yeah. it's a yeah. fun trailer. Yeah, but fun trailer doesn't equal rated R horror movie. Like I don't need Hellboy to be a rated R horror movie, mm. but if that's what they were saying they were trying to do. And then this is what they're well, showing us in a trailer. I've, I've seen the director, uh, I believe his name's Neil Marshall. I've seen some of his other films. And he directed a great werewolf movie on a very tight budget called Dog Soldiers. That's just absolutely awesome. It's kind of like Aliens, but with werewolves. But with werewolves? Okay. It's like a cabin in the woods and British special forces. Nothing again. good ever happens in a cabin in the woods. No, <laughs> not, not really. Um, and he also directed The Descent, which is another really good horror movie. And so I can, I, I know that, that, like that rated R is going to come in somewhere. Cause that's just what this guy does and does very well. But we'll see. I, it like, it definitely didn't deter me from going to see the movie. I, but I also love Hellboy. So yeah. I'm probably going to see it even though um, it looked like crap. It, the trailer was not offensive to me in any way. Yeah. It didn't make me super excited to see Hellboy, but neither did it say, don't go and see this movie to me. So mm. I'm still going to go and see Hellboy, probably. Yeah. Like I said, I think the hardest thing is going to be not expecting Ron Perlman every time. Yeah. It's the guy from Stranger Things, right? Yeah. Yep. And I mean, it, David it, Harbour. It looks like he's doing a fantastic job. Yeah. And he's bringing something of his, himself to it. Yeah. Like, I, I think he's weirdly... I think his Hellboy, by what we've seen so far, is going to be more of the everyman Hellboy, how he is in the comics, as opposed to sort of a little bit more angst-ridden teenager than yeah. he almost is in, in the Ron Perlman movies. I'm kind of hoping that they 
almost not that they make it officially like a prequel, but they almost make it like a prequel because he looks like a younger Hellboy than Ron Perlman's Hellboy. Yeah. So it would and be... same with the guy playing the professor. Um, what's his name? Yeah. Um, Ian McShane. Ian McShane. Yeah. yeah. So it, you could almost do it like a prequel to the the older ones. Yeah. Except nobody's ever going to believe that Ian McShane got old and shrank two feet into no. John Hurt. <laughs> no, I said almost. Yeah, I know. I, I get what you mean, though, where yeah. they can kind of coexist alongside one another. Yeah. Like Bumblebee, which we will talk about later on in this episode. Yes. What other trailers did we get? We got Hellboy and... And we got Men in Black International. Oh, yeah. yeah. The Men in Black movie I forgot God they were making. And yep. forgot who was in it. That looks a lot better than I thought it would be. Yes. Thor and Valkyrie. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Like, together again. And well, Liam Neeson is the boss. Who I didn't know was in this movie. And as soon as he showed up as in a Men in Black, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm sold. Let's watch this. <laughs> the uh, Does that mean in, like, what's her name? Tessa Thompson? Tessa yeah. Thompson, yeah. In the multiverse? She she does really well for herself all the way around. She's Valkyrie. She's Creed's wife in Creed. Except <laughs> she's, she's in, deaf. In black. She's oh, deaf in that. Yeah. But then she's a professional singer, yeah. so it balances does out. Does Marvel still own the rights to Men in Black? I don't know. I want to look that up. It, I think I think they didn't own all of them to begin yeah. with, though. Like, I think that's a one where the guy who created it still has a partial ownership okay. stake to it. Because it, it was a Malibu thing that Marvel acquired, right? Yeah, and uh, like even the comic, I don't think it, it lasted too long. No. Like, I want to say it's only like two or three issues, if yeah. that. It's crazy how a major film franchise can come out of a... Uh, a comic book series that didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I, or at least I hope he had some sort of... I thought I read somewhere he had some sort of ownership stake. Because he's also one of those comic guys who was like never seen or heard from again kind of thing in the yeah. industry. Like, that's all he did. Now, what, does Universal have Men in Black running around? Somebody has a Men in Black ride. There's a Men in Black ride at Universal, uh, Universal Studios. Okay. And yeah. it was awesome. Because I was just yeah, thinking it's a great ride. it'd be fun to have Men in Black and aliens running around Disney World. Well, you but, heard about the crossover that almost happened. Which, with I don't know. Men in Black which one? And 21 Jump Street? Well, the, yeah. Which, the, the, it was funny because that all came out of those, out of the trailer. I the guess the end credits. Yeah, the, 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 that yeah. was part of the end credits of the last one. Which I thought for the longest time that that was the one being made. It but. still could happen. I like. I kind of hope it does because that. Like, I think that would be an interesting crossover. That doesn't like. There's no reason why it couldn't work. Yep. So, Men in Black comics uh, were originally published by Aircell. Yes, there were three issues in 1990. Aircell got bought out by Malibu, Malibu, which published three more issues called Men in Black Book Two in in. 1991 Malibu was purchased by Marvel in 1994 and then the movie came out and Marvel released a series of one shots in 1997 Mm. uh, including a prequel a sequel a movie adaptation and a reprint of the first issue of the original air cell series so that's it for comics there are a total of nine and I don't know if they've ever been collected the first series was collected into a trade paperback in oh. June of 1990. Um, okay, so yeah, um, it doesn't say anything about the creator or if he retained uh, any ownership or anything. Or, and I, maybe I'm wrong. I could have sworn that that was part of it because it was like, I not like a whole or maybe a participation deal, kind of like what Warren Ellis has, because it's one of those things where like I'm pretty sure that dude doesn't have to work again. Just put her down. 
If I put her down, she'll cry. <laughs> no, she'll crawl up on that seat and sleep like she always does. I'm surprised. We're talking she's... about the podcast, Kitty, by the way. Yeah, so Petra, since we've been gone for a number of days over the Christmas holidays, Petra has fastened to herself herself to me like Velcro. And if I put her down, she cries a lot. This is what remember, it's going to be like if I have a child. Do you remember the Men in Black animated series? Yeah. Yep. That show was really good. Yeah, that, that, it was a good cartoon. There was um, a half-decent computer game that I, I had other than my copy was corrupted. <laughs> and like halfway through it, the game was done. So the original uh, creators are Lowell Cunningham and Sandy Carruthers. Yeah. It says nothing here about... Oh, yeah, nothing beyond Men in Black. About what, the, what he owns... If he owns any of it. I could be wrong. One thing about the trailer is that I always forget how good a comedic actor Chris Helmsworth is. Yeah. The the other thing about it is it looks more action-oriented than the other movies. Like, not heavy on the comedy, at least in the first trailer. Which is not a bad idea. Oh, no. I like the idea of, like, franchising this franchise out. You know what I mean? Is, like, seeing, like... Like, give me a Men in Black. Like, I've always said this about other The type of thing they could have done with Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. Give me a Men in Black with Jet Li and uh, Jackie Chan set, like, in China somewhere. And, like, think about the dollars you could get from the Asian audience on that one. Like, in China, that that would break a lot of records right there. Oh, yeah. And it wouldn't, wouldn't take much. You don't have to do much to it. (laughs) <laughs> so what else you got there, Ryan? Um, okay, so we got our first look at the DC Universe's uh, Doom Patrol yeah. series. Yeah. Uh, with Cyborg. Yeah, I have forgotten yep. that they were going to add Cyborg to that team. I-, I liked the Doom Patrol in the episode of Titans that they appear in. Um, yep. So I'm interested in... What Robot Man doing. looks uh, like Robot Man. <laughs> yeah. you now, didn't they change a few of the actors between the time they showed up in titans to the series i don't think brendan fraser was the voice of robot man in the um titans episode in the titans episode and i'm not sure if uh what's his name was the voice of alan ne- tudyk no of negative man it's the guy uh, matt bomer yeah oh. who's oh, alan tudyk is pl- and oh and the guy who's and um the chief is a new actor too uh, because um, isn't the chief? Uh, what's his name? Timothy Dalton. Timothy Dalton's playing the chief, and that's yeah. not who played the chief in the yeah. Titans episode. Yeah, well, we'll all be able to binge the Titans show in about a week after this comes out. Yeah, because because uh, it'll it's finally Netflix. on Netflix. Yay! Did Which, you watch the DC Universe preview video that got posted to YouTube this week? No, they had clips from um, Doom Patrol and Titans and. Um, Young Justice. Oh, Young Justice. And now that streaming service is launching a couple podcasts as well. Oh, yeah? Hmm. Like, uh, there, there's going to be a Swamp Thing podcast. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, and for- I don't I don't know if it's a drama. I I, I just caught the headline this morning. Oh, so like, or if like it's like, like a radio play type podcast? Yeah, or, or oh, okay. if it's something along the lines of, like, you know, Talking Dead or something. Oh, like okay. that. oh I but see. But I, I, I have a feeling it's drama because we don't, like, nothing on Swamp Thing's been done. Yeah. So it'd be weird to announce, like, we have an after show they've for a show we haven't a, even filmed Well, yet. they've cast a whole bunch of people for Swamp Thing. Yeah, yeah which but, they've, I think they're probably filming that now because that's the third live action show coming out. And yeah. I'm assuming Doom Patrol is already done, if not almost done, being filmed. Mm, could be. I didn't know they were doing a Swamp Thing. Oh, yeah. It's all yeah. on the DC Universe online uh, yeah. streaming service. That's not available in Canada. Canada. Yep. Get on it. 
Well, and then so, you know, for spoilers, which I'm sure you saw them on the internet anyway, in the final episode of Tit- of Titans, we see Batman. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. And at, there's a after credits, like, stick around till the, uh-huh. the the thing finishes and turns right off type scene where you see uh, Superboy. Yes. So which Batman is it? Bruce Wayne. Yeah, but who's playing Batman? Uh, we never see his face. Oh, okay. I'm kind of hoping it's the Teen Titans Go Batman. <laughs> no. Who's, who's best friends with Commissioner Gordon? They no. 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 We don't want. I don't, yeah, we no. won't spoil stuff. I will yeah, not I say I, anything, but no. I don't think I'm going to enjoy this show. Titans is quite dark. Let's I don't just say really that. like dark shows. But they're introducing like, Superboy. Yay! Like that's one of the reasons that I stopped with most of the Arrowverse shows is because they got too dark. Uh, yeah, then dark and um, gritty. Yeah. Then the DC Universe shows may not be up your alley. No, because Titans at least is darker than anything other on the than CW. possibly Doom Patrol because it's gonna be weird. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I liked Flash for what did we watch? Two seasons, three seasons. Yep. Um, because it was still kind of funny, but then it started got so repetitive, and I got bored of it. And I liked Supergirl. I can't remember why we stopped watching that. Uh, I ran out of it on Netflix. <laughs> That's why. But yeah, the happen. Arrowverse was just too dark, like Arrow, Green Arrow. Just, nah. Nope. Uh, so s- sticking with streaming, Netflix has already renewed Sabrina for seasons three and four. Yep. And we haven't even gotten season two yet, but that comes out in April. And we had a Christmas special. Anybody watch that? Does anybody no, else I, here watch I Sabrina? I haven't Sabrina. touched it's it. It's on no. my to-watch list, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay. It was good. I enjoyed it. Ooh, and um, so the other show was actually, I think it was my pick a few weeks ago, uh, The Last Kingdom, which is another yes. Netflix show, uh, surprisingly renewed for a fourth season, huh. which I was not expecting. The way they ended the third so season, I figured like, that, oh, yeah, that like could be done. It. They could wrap it up. Everything's settled. It's like, nope, they're coming back. Apparently, it's based on a whole book series yeah. that I was totally unaware of. Don't let her eat my witch's hat. Then grab her. Well, I had her before, and everybody was like, put her down. So I put her down, and now she's eating my witch's hat. No, she's not. She's just sniffing sniffing it. Anyway. Why did we get a cat? Because you love cats. Mm -hmm. So, and then my last little bit of news that I've got here. uh, So there's a rumor or a report. uh, Empire Magazine Mm -hmm. is reporting that uh, Star Wars Episode Nine is going to take place one year. After episode eight, so we yes. get a time jump. Apparently, John Boyega has hinted at things like that before because he's like had to grow out, grow out some of his hair and stuff. Which I don't know why he just wouldn't get a haircut in space but. or a wig. Yeah, well, because well, yeah. they got to make it look like time passed, so their hair has to change. That's the easiest way to do <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, that's true. Give them a so beard. I wonder if they're going to. Uh, kind of write Leia off and that'll explain how they're going to do it is that it's like a year later. Well, it's either yeah. they, you write her off and you, or you just have her out recruiting in the outer rim. Like she's just away somewhere. She's mm. not dead well, yet. They, yeah, but she's been they're not a... going to kill her. So well, okay. that limits the options I was going to say she's been such a uh, focal point of the rebellion. Oh, busted. <laughs> Hello. She's been such a focal point of the rebellion since the literally the beginning yeah. that to have her suddenly be like on outer rim duty recruiting is kind of Well, she could just be doing, you know, it all depends on what the story is. Like it's just you know, the, yeah. the our main characters could be involved in something when she's off doing something somewhere else. I don't know. Speaking of Star Wars, I'm caught up on Vader right now. On what? On oh, Vader. Vader. Sorry, oh, Vader. Oh, wow, it's such a good book. Yep. 
I think I'd rather have Leia find like a planet of Alderanian refugees in like New Alderaan and she's gone back to rule them or something. <laughs> Come back that, to rule them with an iron well, fist. Well, that seems more of a of a noble New Alderaan. What? <laughs> I think yeah. they would have tried New Alderaan before now at this point. Well, maybe. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised to see that that somewhere in those now legacy books yeah. that there's a New Alderaan yeah. somewhere. Yeah. She's still a princess to me. <laughs> Actually, I was watching The Force Awakens part of it today. I think. Because uh, it was sh- on TV? Well, yeah, Showcase was doing their. They did a, a Star Wars marathon yesterday on Christmas Day. They had uh, uh, New Hope, Empire, and Jedi. Mm-hmm. And then today they were doing Empire, Jedi, Force Awakens. So I caught part of Force Awakens. Yeah. So, any other news? No, that's it for things? me for news. Here's okay. news. The cable's out in Aurelia. Oh, uh, no. That's why my dad called. That's an emergency. That the cable's out. <laughs> Kevin, come back and fix Hopefully it. Hopefully it is fixed by the time this episode goes up. Yeah. Well, it's it's so out that the telephones don't even work. So. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. I guess because a lot of people have those systems all tied together. Yeah. So, uh, how did you phone you then? Cell phone, oh. that, which is why I could barely hear him. Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah. Oh, well, I guess that's not. What? When does that Reign of the Supermen uh, in theaters showing? Uh, I just saw it pop know. up on Kevin's tablet. It is the double feature and stuff. We have to look to see if that's playing around January thirteenth and fourteenth. I don't think oh, it's okay. playing in Barry. Okay, yeah. I'll wait. Maybe new market. I'll buy it. Road trip. No. <laughs> uh, it's not worth that much of a road trip. I, I am going to go see that. Uh, Jen and I are going to go see that uh, Peter Jackson World War One documentary. Tomorrow. Oh, you're going to? Yep. Yeah. I like World War We're taking War. my dad. Yeah. Who I knew you never listened to the show. No. <laughs> yeah, I think he knows what podcasts are. I don't think he knows how to get them. I'm a history major. Yep. <laughs> it looks interesting, though. I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, but will it make my top movies of the year? Oh, yeah. Rogers is having major internet problems today. <laughs> so when you, everybody hears this two weeks from now. The red spots are where there's uh, no Rogers service. <laughs> Raccoon fell in a transformer. No, Toronto is without internet service. Oh, no. Um, so what movie should we we start with? Uh, Into the Spider-Verse because it's the yes, one? Yes, because it's the best one of them all. I agree. Yeah, I concur because that's a, that's another front runner. It it's in my top five. Oh, I for, will spoil of the year? that for the next episode. Oh yeah, it, it's made my top five. Where it lands, I don't quite know yet. It was the most comic booky comic book movie I've ever mm. seen, and that is a good thing. It was awesome. So one of the things I like the design of it is amazing, but at the same time, I was like, did anybody talk to uh, Bill Sienkiewicz? about this because that's his kingpin and like the when the universe breaks and stuff like that like the parallel universe breaks and stuff that's totally his art style and apparently the the animators talked to him oh they did okay well no that's the everybody knows that from the trailer what the kingpins (laughs) in it or that the universe breaks that's all in the trailer Okay. So, um, breaking in the trailer. I guess we'll we'll go around the the table. Let's start with Jen because I know this is one of the movies she was most excited for this season. Yeah, I was super excited for this movie and was not disappointed. Uh, yeah, it was it was re- it was really really good. And people were asking, were saying, "Oh, is it better than Spider Man Homecoming?" And I personally think that's like comparing apples and oranges. Um, yeah, I think that they are both fantastic Spider Man movies, but you can't. 
say that one is better than another. Like, there's nothing to compare them to other than they're both Spider-Man. Because they're different Spider-Mans. They're different everything. Mm. Um, and I love Spider-Man. Um, I, I super liked I, I don't even know what to say about it. It was so good. You should just go see it. It was... It was <laughs> It was great that it was focused on on Miles. Yes. Um, like any kind of a movie where you have more than two or maybe three main characters, a bunch of them get kind of shoved into the background, which was expected. Um, but I loved that the focus was on Miles and Gwen and uh, Peter, Peter Parker. Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Parker. Is that how you can tell the difference? Does that B stand for brown hair? I have no idea, but that was his middle name. Was, that was Peter B. Oh. Um, yeah, and I, I liked that. Uh, um, so Miles' universe is not our universe, because our universe is Peter B. Parker's universe, right? Mm. Yeah, well, no, technically. Uh, I don't. So, okay. Well, so, I mean, I'm thinking like how when they were showing all the different universes, they were showing that Coke sign, and it was Rocco, Coco, or Cola, in Miles's, and it was Coca-Cola, and I think Peter B's, and it was something else, and like that's how you yeah. could tell it was different. Now here, okay, here where we go into nerd minutia here. Oh boy, so I'm sorry. The Marvel, the Marvel universe is divided up into universes that have number codes to them or number and letter codes that make no sense. That make no sense. Now to confound that even really? more, that's the part that you think makes no sense. No, no, is. no. The only reason the main... Okay, so we'll say the main Marvel comic universe. That's the 616 universe. Okay. It's the 616 universe because 616 was the number of the building that their studio, that the... Marvel office. That the Marvel offices were back in the day. The first day. issue of Fantastic Four came out in June of 61. Well, I'm pretty sure. No, I think it was the, had something to do with dates. Oh, see, I thought it was. Uh, I, I th- I'm pretty sure Ryan's right because it's like be, it's a wrong, more or less an arbitrary number that they threw on, and yeah. they've thrown it away and say no, no, it's not. That's not it. And, you know, it depends when they feel like it. They call it the six one six universe. Yeah. When they don't want to call it that, they don't call it that. <laughs> yeah. Now to make that worse, um, the Marvel nerd scholars out there have noted that the universe numbers that are assigned to the the other Spider-Man that we get in the movie do not coexist with the ones in the comic books. See, that's what I wanted to see, because there's that one scene where you see them on the computer screen, and, yeah. and there's numbers, and you see 616, which I was like, okay, that's, cause, oh, that's cool. But I couldn't didn't see what the other numbers now, were. Because I want, I think Gwen is from thirty eight. Yeah, in the comics. Now, if you want to break your brain further, oh, that doesn't mean that they don't all exist in the same multiverse. Because they could just be different iterations of those multi universe characters. But yeah, let's not go any further down that rabbit no. hole. Well, exactly, and then <laughs> it's just the way that that Peter's portrayed doesn't match up with any of. The six one six portrayals of Spider Man. He doesn't really Spider-Man. match up with any Spider Man, no, which we've makes seen me think before, that it's not six one six. I just assume that movie continuity is separate from Marvel Comics continuity, and so yeah. none of them are. Well, exactly. I honestly didn't think about it quite this much. <laughs> well, you brought it up. <laughs> no, you, no, you brought it up before I could. So anyway, uh, no, I was going to say I really liked uh, Doctor Octavia. She yeah, was she was awesome. Freaking awesome. Yep. Um, I really liked. Uh, <laughs> I liked the humor. I thought that there was a lot of good, funny moments. Um, and I liked that... I, the only thing I really didn't like too much was, was uh, Kingpin, because I was like, 
this isn't the universe. This isn't Spider Ham's universe where you can fit something the size of a whale into something the size of a peanut. So I'm like, how does he fit into cars and through doorways <laughs> and into elevators yeah, and because sit down comics. on chairs? Yeah, but I mean, I know you established this. That that was the part that kind of took Broke me out you. of it a yeah. little bit. Uh, that was the only thing, really. The rest of it was oh, I, I love Miles. Yeah, Family. he was he oh, was a little over exaggerated on his yeah. size. Like that should have been the Spider Ham Kingpin. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but he wasn't an animal. I know. I mean, by his laws of physics, like well, take the, yeah. I want you to have this melody. Now, what animal would Kingpin be in the Spider Ham universe? I'm I'm not sure if they they ever did a, a Spider Ham. Maybe the King Pig. Maybe, but not all the animals in Spider Ham are pigs, though. No, I know. Maybe an emperor penguin for the look. The big black king penguin, yeah. King uh, king crab. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Oh, you're done? Okay. Yep. So, Jen gives it a thumbs up. Yes. Same here. I loved it. Um, I think it was probably the Spider-Man story that I've you know it's I've always I love Spider-Man I enjoy the movies uh, this is probably one of the best if not the best Spider-Man story we've gotten on the big screen and the fact that it was done as a cartoon and not live action is kind of surprises me because you would think usually with the cartoons it gets a little kitty or it gets a little watered down or it gets a little really simplified yeah which they didn't do this but they didn't need to in this they just told the story said here's the characters here's the story they did it in a way that you know it was like yeah so the spoiler spider-man in marvel's uh, miles's universe dies and you care that that spider-man dies you, you barely see that spider-man yeah. you don't really you know you, you see him a little bit you know he's spider-man and he's out there doing his thing he meets miles and there's an like, instant connection between him. he's like okay kid i'm gonna train you i'll help you I just got to take care of this. And I think that's why you care about him because you're so absorbed in Miles' story. You're like, there is his refuge. There is his... Yeah, his mentor. His He's going to have someone that savior, can lead him through this. That will help him and that's taken from him like immediately. Yeah. And I think that's one of the reasons why his death is so poignant in the movie, even though it's so early, like you said. Yeah, it's like I cared more about his death in this movie or that he was saddened by it more than Superman's death in Superman vs. Batman. I completely forgot Superman died in that movie <laughs> until we were watching Justice League, and I was like, wait a sec, Superman's dead? Yeah. And Brent's like, yeah, we watched that movie. I'm like, I don't remember this part. So going back, <laughs> sorry, I put us over on that tangent. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, the portrayals of Spider-Gwen and and Penny Parker. Gwanda. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just and they're you know yeah their first meet their meetups and stuff like that and he gets his he gets his hand stuck in her hair because he can't control his his, his powers oh yeah. and how everything goes into comic style thought bubbles <laughs> like, why awesome. uh, yeah so just the way that they treated his whole you know evolution of getting his powers was great I I enjoyed the music yeah. Um, a lot of it's music, you know, because I'm an old curmudgeon. You know, I like my '90s alternative rock, and <laughs> that's because that's what I grew up on. And I like an old '90s hip hop. So a lot of this newfangled music, I'm not up to date on. It but, does make uh, sense though that Miles would be listening to that. Well, stuff, for right? sure. So. And there was some, you know, there were some good songs in this thing. 
including um, a very spidey Christmas album. Well, yes. Which is available now on Spotify. Yep. <laughs> which is also hilarious. So, and then, you know, the fact that we had, they used two different voices for Spider Man between the two main Spider Man universes, which I didn't yeah. even pick. Like, well, I picked up on it was different voice. I didn't realize it was Chris Pine, Chris Pine. until yeah. the credits. Yeah. yeah. Neither did I. I didn't um, realize it until I saw the release, the press release for the Christmas album. I'm like, that was Chris Pine? Really? Because it, it's not like he's in it that long. Right? Yeah. And I loved the way they did the quick intros to everybody. Yeah. It was just like, oh, yeah, you know, here's the story. Uh, I got powers. I saved the city. I saved the city. I got in love. I saved the city again. And they showed scenes from previous or at least you know, some scenes that were almost exactly from the previous movies. Yeah. Some that you could take and say, okay, well, instead of pulling a boat together, he, I forget the what they bridge. showed, was it, the, it was the bridge in the movie? Yeah. So it's like, okay, so, yeah. And I, I love how they did the, the Evo part of him in the, uh, the third the, one. The dance like, is like, oh. We don't want to talk about this. <laughs> yes. The fact that they didn't, you know, that, yeah. Was the I was totally surprised yeah, by all that. So the callbacks were awesome. The callbacks, the Easter eggs, the stuff in the background, it was like, yeah, they hit all my fanboy buttons in this movie. I loved it. <laughs> All right, Kevin. I love the visual visual style of the movie. I loved that it was the first time that we got sort of comic book effects, uh, and they looked they looked right. And it was like, beautiful in three D. Did you see it? In 3D? I did see it in three D. It was great three D. I loved I loved the ink dots that you could see on people's faces. Yep. I loved the the captions yeah. and the sound effects. Bagel. And uh, <laughs> or, whoa, woo, yeah, yeah I loved it. And it, one for it, down. Was, it was kinetic, Rip. it was vibrant, and I, 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 I dug the style of it. Um, Spider Man has never been uh, one of my top heroes. I, I mean, yes. I don't have anything against him, but he's just, I always thought he was one of those uh, sort of overplayed characters because he was <gasps> so popular that he was. When I was collecting comics, he had six books. Yeah, yeah. I didn't need to read him because he was everywhere. It's okay, yeah. Ryan. We and, can still uh, be friends with Kevin. Uh, but this this uh, movie made me care about multiple Spider Men, and I loved I I loved how they differentiated the universes with like even though the styles of each universe were different, the the super Looney Tunesy um, Spider Ham, the anime ish. Penny Parker, and especially Noir <laughs> Spider-Man, who couldn't tell the colors on the where, Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Where, where did the wind come from? The wind where, always falls. Yeah, me, where, and where, it smells where, like rain. He's like, we're underground. Where is that wind coming from? Yeah, he sees uh, it. He is black and white. He and, sees in black and white. That was awesome. And Nick Cage's brand of insanity oh. just worked oh. perfectly with he that was, voice He was over. totally channeling at, like... Uh, uh, the shadow or? No, oh my god, Adam West, Batman. Yeah, he's totally 66 like sixty-six Batmaning Batman that whole. Like. Yeah. So, um, I thought all in all, I mean, I wouldn't have expected anything less from the guys who made the Lego Movie. It was, it was fun. Yeah, that's a. It's got to be kind of an up and down year for those guys, because they, you know. The, they got to see the movie. They got booted off, not do well, because they're they were the guys who were on Solo. Yeah, is Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Um, but this movie is doing quite well, yeah. and it's going to continue <laughs> to do quite well. So, but weirdly, it's like it it, it all involves like. 
Disney-owned properties in some way. Now, this has been in the works. For, the animation takes a long time. So and this one's with Sony, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's an it's an interesting yeah. kind of predicament. And, you know, nice rebound for them, too, I imagine, after the debacle that was their, their the time in the Star Wars universe. You know, which I'm sure they must have been hyped for at some point. But, like, and no matter which story you heard, it's got to be a bummer. Yeah. To be, like, just booted off it. And then whether they've seen the end result of what ha- what happened with their movie, I don't know. But, God, I love this movie. The, the, Into the Spider-Verse is... I, I'm not sure if it's the best Spider-Man movie ever made, but it's definitely got to be one of them at this point. And it's one of the better comic book movies out there. And the fact that it's a cartoon. Yes. Which means... They can do whatever they want on the screen. Yep. Because it's a cartoon. And the the other kind of thing about it is um, I nominate this movie for at least it's got to be tied with amount of Easter eggs in the background with Ready Player One. Yeah. There was so much stuff yeah. that... I need to watch one of those YouTube videos of all the Easter eggs in Spider-Verse. The one that I caught that I thought was awesome was, and it's a nice little pat on the back to themselves, is in one of the like Times Square-y sort of scenes, there is a shot of an, an ad for Clone University, which is that would have been the sequel to Clone High, which those guys yeah. both created. Uh, oh shit! I didn't know they yeah, did. Okay, I didn't really realize it until I watched one of those videos, like what Jen's talking. Oh, about. I didn't see the that Easter, one. I didn't catch very many Easter eggs because I'm not that ingrained in in Spider Verse. And, and, and also, it goes really fast in this. Yeah, movie. but I did catch Ramita Raman. Yeah, there yeah. was Ramita. It was interesting to see how many times Bendis's name shows up on different stuff. In this movie, mm. because like he's the pizza he, truck in Pixar movies. Well, yeah, but he I, was uh, produ- listed as a producer on it. Yeah, so. yeah but his his name's in in the phone, like on the yeah. uh, contact list on their phones. There's multiple s- stores that say Bendis. Um, it was even like when they showed some of the comic covers. They the, when they did the comic covers of the intros, they credited the whoever it was that was working on the books. because yes. you see Bendis and and the Spider Gwen had uh, Jason Latour and uh, whoever it was who was drawing that book. Yeah. I just remember Jason Latour was the writer on it. But yeah, so good. And I think it, so. Our, our good friend Nate Milton, his concern when he started seeing the trailers for it was not concerned, but he really wanted. The the Miles Morales movie, like the the Black Spider Man movie, and what he thought he was getting was the Spider Man team up movie, which he's like, I'm all for it, but I'm li- like, you know, it would have been nice for me to get my Spider Man, my, and I think weirdly he kind of got both. Yeah, like this is definitely Miles's Miles story, yeah. and those other characters are just happen to be in it. Yeah. Well, one of the themes of Spider-Man, even going back to the beginning, is that anyone could be Spider-Man. Yes. And for the last, since since 1963, it's been a white guy. Mm. Well, this movie shows that a black Latino kid can be Spider-Man, that mm-hmm. a girl can be Spider-Man, that an animated pig can be Spider-Man, <laughs> yeah. right? So literally, this movie goes back to the themes of Spider-Man right from the very beginning. Yeah, because the whole point of Spider-Man and his costume is that he's an everyman. He yeah. can be anybody <laughs> under that mask. He's head to foot covered Yeah, that you 
you don't know who it is. It could literally mm. be anybody. The star power in this movie was all, like even for just the bit parts is pretty impressive. Yeah. Like I didn't realize until much later that Oscar Isaacs is the after credits Spider Man two thousand ninety nine. Yeah. Like it, like I'm sure it was like just a half a day or they got him while he was on the Star Wars set or something, but you know, not much to his dialogue, but still the between him and Chris Pine and uh what's his name? Um the guy who was the prowler. Uh who like uh, he won an Oscar for Moonlight. Uh Mustafa? Uh, Mustafa Ali? So just, um, yeah, I'm, that's something it's something like that. Yeah. I totally forgot that the it prowler is, was Miles' uncle and then that was like so sad and when he took off the thing. I was like, they, no! They handled that emotional weight really, really yeah. well. And, and yeah. that's a character who um, who really has been a nothing character in the comics. Really. I mean, he's not a major villain. Yeah, prowler. so I, I had But he looked so, awesome and scary in this movie. Yeah, I'd forgotten so much that he was Miles' uncle that I was like, why on earth would they pick the prowler of all villains to be the villain in this? Until the reveal. And then I was like, crap. <laughs> so uh thumbs up from everybody I, i'm oh, guessing yeah yep so uh but where does this movie land in everybody's best of the year you'll have to tune into the next episode in order to oh, know because they do next, a lot of homework then. yeah the, be a hard well, list. the next episode is going to be our best of 2018 Woo! i'm gonna try my best to get uh, some input from some other folks it's mahershala ali oh, Maher- oh okay uh sorry mr ali I, I i apologize i know you're a rabid listener so because <laughs> when he's not busy making like Oscar nominated films, I'm sure he winds down with our podcast. Which yeah. I'm sure this Spider Man will be nominated in the best animated, animated it's, category. It's already got the Golden Globe nominations, right? Yeah. They they managed to squeak it right in there. Um Yeah. Uh, okay, so that movie is awesome. Yep. From Marvel to DC Aquaman. Now I know Kevin was really excited about this one as yes. well. So let's start with Kevin this time. Kevin, what did you think of Aquaman? Kevin took his ten year old nephew to see Aquaman on Christmas Eve. Okay, so that that could be like That's the target the best, audience. Yeah, the best viewing of it ever. He kept saying, This does it's not a Marvel movie. Like I I don't know these characters. But he kept asking me questions. Like he was really invested in this movie. Mm. And also, this was a two and a half hour long movie and it flew by. That's true. I will give it that. I I thought that this movie, for the length of it, was super well-paced. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. And in, I've talked about my Goosebumps scale and my Tearing Up scale. This movie did both for me, actually. The the reuniting scene with uh, Arthur and his mother did it for me. Uh it, it it felt like a lot of movies mashed together. It, it was like this crazy fantasy epic, and then it became Raiders of the Lost Ark, and then it became uh, it became like this quest movie, and it was it was it wasn't a typical superhero beat the bad guy movie, and I liked that about it. I thought Momoa was dynamic and exciting to watch, mm. and. Uh, it showed uh, Arthur's vulnerability that a lot of his his um, bravado was just that it wasn't it wasn't that he's super confident. Instead, he's putting on an act because he's scared underneath, I, and I, I I like that. I liked the relationship with the father. I thought some of the de aging um, effects weren't the greatest. Uh, uh, yeah, but. Um, 
No, I, I I really had a good time. Well, it worked really, rather well with Nicole Kidman because she's got a face that doesn't really move anyway. So yeah, she's she, got that palette. She that's looked. Just great um, for I just a assumed artist. Atlanteans age slower because yeah. she looked the same uh, it, 20, 30 years ago and present day. Yeah, her hair got a little gray. Yes, yeah. or silvery. Um, I guess. I love the effects of it. I love the look of it. Mm. it I, I liked what they took from the comics. I like the trench stuff. I did not rec- realize that was Dolph Lundgren in the movie <laughs> until the credits. I'm like, oh my god, that was Dolph Lundgren. Uh, the whole I, movie, I was like, I know that face. Who th- is that? And then the credits went. I went, uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I really had a good time at Aquaman, and uh, I'm not gonna say it's the my favorite movie of the year, but I really really enjoyed Aquaman. where does and it I, rank in your dc scale because because you're you're more of a dc guy than i yeah, am um i would say the ranking i'm, I'm only gonna go uh, from movies since batman v superman i would say it goes wonder woman aquaman justice league batman v superman Suicide Squad doesn't. Oh, even I forgot make about it. Suicide Squad. What about Man of Steel? <laughs> Suicide Squad. You're not counting Man of Steel because that's the first one that started it all. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently not. Uh, I, that movie I didn't actually see in theaters. I, oh, okay. That movie sort of uh, I never think about that. Suicide Squad I would put. I okay. I forgot about that one, so I would go Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Justice League, Suicide Squad, Man of Steel. Not that Suicide Squad is a bad movie. I just enjoyed the Justice League. Yeah. More. Yeah. Okay. Ryan, because did you read the Jeff Johns Aquaman stuff? Yes. Uh, okay. The New Fifty Two part w- with the, so trench. the trench run. Yeah. Um, so here's my problem. I went and saw the movie on a night where I was tired. Ah. Oh, okay. uh, so I started getting now losing focus, getting fidgety. Like you said, you felt the movie moved really fast. There were times where I was like, "Is this movie not done yet?" <laughs> and it's nothing against the movie. I I was just tired. I started. I, I caught myself blinking and realizing I missed something. So I like a little, I went like, to two a minute fifteen matinee on Christmas. So you Eve, probably had so. a couple of like blackout spots where you're, just a, you like, just you a, shut like, your eyes and like a couple minutes later they opened. I Maybe did that two, with Ralph breaks tops. the internet. Uh, <laughs> yeah, see now. Like you said, I I want to see it again. Yeah. I did enjoy it. Um, of the three movies that I saw this Christmas, like that we're going to talk about right now, is you know it's probably my third favorite. But uh, I thought it was a, it's a it's a good showing from DC. Yep, uh, it was a good telling of Aquaman. It made you care, you know, made Aquaman interesting. Yeah, the whole jokes of he talks to fish, you know, who's awesome. but they played up on that kind of thing. I like and that they used the visual of the rings coming out of his head, just like the whole yeah, cartoon. yeah. Well, even the whole part when he's uh, that scene with him as a kid in the aquarium. Yeah. Hello, my name is Arthur. What's your name? That's so that's so what a kid who could speak to fish would do. Yeah. <laughs> and then the the bullies are beating him up, and the shark's like, "I'm going to kill you. I am going to fucking get through this glass, and I'm going to eat your face off." <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I, I like the movie. I would say go see it. Enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jen, because you were probably, out of all of us, you were probably the least familiar with Aquaman. Other and than the most excited to watch Jason Momoa with his shirt off. And wet. <laughs> so, yeah, it was super fun. I really, I enjoyed it. Like Kevin was saying, I thought it was good, well-paced. Um, <laughs> I'm going to try to sound both feminist and not feminist at the same time now, because my major complaint was that he wore a shirt way too much. For a movie where it takes place underwater. 
And Everybody like, wore clothes underwater. Though. I was yeah. like, why are you wearing so much clothes? You're underwater. And You're also, she had a terrible wig. Yeah, she did. <laughs> was it a wig, though? I thought it was just a weird dye job. Or however they colored her hair. It yeah. was, no, I it know was Mira is bright. a bright redhead yeah. in the comics, so they have to show that, but... It was a little uh, too yeah. it, it, unnatural. Party so where, yeah. where's the feminist part come in? It bothered the hell out of me that they have these two super-powered kick-ass women, the Queen and Mira, and both of them were like, we can't do anything, we need a king. And, and the king didn't want to be king. And they could have just left him alone and taken care of shit themselves. You know, that that's a pretty good like, point that uh, I never really thought about. Why the hell about. did they need him? <laughs> because of the rules of ascendancy and that kind of and thing. And see, that's the feminist part. That bugs me. Plus, the queen was dead. Yeah, okay, well, if we even forget the queen. Mira... Could have kicked everybody's ass. With but Mira she was just a prince of a, a prince. She was a princess of one of the separate kingdoms. So, so mm-hmm. whose so father was selling could, her off? She exactly. That's the other thing that bugged me. Yeah, she was currency. She could have kicked that king's ass in the ring of fire, yes. become the queen of Atlantis, and ruled everything she she without she Arthur at all. Yeah, but now but she I does did. it and has has arm candy. I didn't. <laughs> Oh, she was not arm candy. No, Arthur is, is oh, her Arthur, arm yeah. candy. See, and after she took over the whole freaking ocean, then she could have got him for arm candy if she wanted. This just dawned on me, but in in pretty much a 30-day span, both Dolph Lundgren's parts are not particularly good fathers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> True. And yeah, so that was the thing that really bugged me, especially like at the end when they ended up in the lost world and they found the queen who hadn't aged at all, even though she'd been there for twenty years. She it's because over hair. It's because of the water and pressure. I couldn't you help but less think under that more pressure. Michelle Pfeiffer did it better in Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is a kind of a weird parallel yeah. between the then, two stories that but, I'm sure is completely coincidental. Oh, of all the Marvel movies, this, I thought this one reminded me most of Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. But yeah, but then it's of. like, okay, dear, we're gonna we're gonna sit here and look pretty while the big strong man goes and gets the spear that'll save the world. And I'm like, you know what? She could probably go and get it way faster than him. Yeah. Although I did like that the way he got the spear was by talking to the Kraken, who nobody who nobody ever talked to him before. It reminded me of the Detective See, Pikachu so trailer, <laughs> and that's the problem. She couldn't talk to fish. Yeah, but she probably could have kicked its ass. <laughs> it's like, oh, you need water to breathe. Water, go bye bye. I take the spear. <laughs> So on your DC scale, um, did we get yours, Ryan? No, we didn't. Okay, so what's yours? I have to not do my DC scale because, like I said, I was not in the right place when I watched this movie. Okay, so you're going to hold on. I'm going to withhold my DC scale. Yeah. Now, all of that being said, I just want to say it was super fun, and I do recommend it, and I did enjoy it. Mm. I really liked Willem Dafoe's character. Yeah, Volko. I thought his name was Velcro. For the entire movie, that's a com- that's a character that goes back to the '60s in the. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. But I really liked him. Uh, I didn't like the king. I forget his name. Oh, Which one? Ocean Orm? Master. That's Ocean yeah. Master. Call me Ocean Master. Also, oh, oh. yeah, that's another character that goes back. <laughs> yeah. Also, the how the hell did Mantis survive? He got laser blasted in the face. His helmet cracked in half. He can't breathe underwater. He got weights wrapped, concrete weights weights wrapped around his neck, and he fell into the ocean. Oh, but he's fine. Comic I'm like, book. what the hell? <laughs> yeah. So where does it sit on your DC scale, Jen? 
Um, okay, what are the movies again? Wonder Woman. Uh-huh. Justice League. Justice League. Su- Suicide, Suicide Squad. Squad. Batman vs. Superman. Man of Steel. Huh. Probably goes Wonder Woman. Hmm. I don't know about Suicide Squad or Aquaman for number two. Okay. And then Justice the League, then Man of Steel, then Batman versus Superman, which I hated. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um... I thought the movie was a lot of fun. I didn't. I really don't know much of about Aquaman on a whole, um, other than like just sort of general stuff. I'd never read the Jeff Johns run on the book or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, I have some issues with it in terms of some film stuff. Um, the script was good, but it got better when everybody stopped doing dialogue from Lord of the Rings. Uh, oh. is is the best way I can describe yeah. it. Mara, I like for the first chunk of the movie, I'm like, God, she is terrible. But it's like, what is it, Han or Harrison Ford said in Star Wars? You can write this shit, but you can't say it. Yeah. And I think that was the problem because the minute she starts talking like a normal human being, her acting skill goes up by like <laughs> m- like waves. Um, beyond that, um, I, I like, like, I really like the movie. I don't want to sound like pretty much right now I'm nitpicking. Um, the, the line where the, the ocean master line stuff just like, fuck off. (laughs) At least the way that it came about where it's like. Oh yeah! If you end up, our, if you're the king of all the kingdoms, then you're called yeah. the title of Ocean Master. Yeah. So at least instead of him just you know calling himself o- Ocean Master like in the comics or whatever, like I'm the bad guy. This is my name now. Yeah. At least it was put out there that this is what he's trying to do, and that's why. See, and like I didn't even catch that. I got exactly what Ryan was saying about how it's it's the title that you have if you are the basically the head of all of the kingdoms. Yeah. Although I did just think of another reason, another way how they could have won without Arthur. So, <laughs> speaking of which, Jason Momoa is great in this movie. Oh yeah. Like no, it, oh yeah, the, he was good. Uh, Aquaman's a little bit of a dude, bro, but it, it it works. Like I like how they positioned him as the. As the character that, like, okay, I'll do this, but I really don't know what the fuck's going on. So, yeah, okay, I'm along for this ride, but uh, why are we in the desert again? Yeah, so the the other person who needs, like, even if this movie, like, the story was terrible, like, t- take that out of the equation. One guy who needs to get recognized for this film above all else is director James Wan. He did an excellent job pulling off what is a, like, in terms of production stuff, a giant scale movie. Oh, yeah. Now, when, now, he, I, the only movie I could think of that he had done before this, so I had to pull up his IMDb, is the original Saw, which is two dudes in a room. Like, when you break it all down, that's what Saw is, the original one. Now, I have looked at the other ones. He has mainly done horror movies uh other than he did death sentence which is like the kind of like death wish but with kevin bacon so he has ramped up a little bit over the years and he did furious seven which i was unaware of but the fact that he was able to like make this look so good between him and his cinematographer is like like I don't think he needs to be nominated for an Oscar, but he should definitely be mentioned in the like 
most approved to most valuable player category. Yeah. 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 It was a beautiful movie. Yeah. Like hey. even watching it in 3D, like it added that extra depth. And uh, I, I, I have a thing for water. I love aquariums and being oceans and fish and stuff like that. So I loved all of the undersea, undersea shots. Like that whole trip on their way to Atlantis was just gorgeous. It was very beautifully yeah. done. Hey, we get to see guys riding sharks, fighting yeah. guys with on, lasers on seahorses. So come on. So the the only other thing I had against the movie is not since the Jedi has there been a character that forgets how her powers work than Mara in oh, this God, film. Yeah. She can control water. She can control liquid. The, like basically the the bad guys that were attacking her in Greece their suits were filled with water. Yeah. Why wasn't she using any of that? They I took was her like, to get into a wine store before she yeah. had magical powers again. Because her like, whole the whole thing was like, okay, the only people who can breathe air and water are the highborns. Yeah. So all of the, the, the peon soldiers had to wear these suits where they were completely covered yeah. in water. All she had to do was basically go, all that water around your face, now around your toes. <laughs> but well, maybe the whole suit is filled with water. Doesn't matter. Just but, push it all down. But maybe she can only control the water when she can have access to it. Like if it's in a bottle, like in the wine store, it wasn't until the wine, wine bottle got broken that she was able to. Well, I think that so was maybe, probably why, because she didn't. I think honestly, I think the reason she didn't know that all those bottles had liquid in it until one broke, and then she was like, "Oh shit, these are all got liquid in it. Great," because she doesn't know what wine is. <laughs> well, she ate they roses. Might, they might have wine under. No, they're royal. Okay, so... They gotta get drunk off something. Yeah, it's probably like fish poison of some sort. (laughs) They huff blowfish. (laughs) Just take one and... (laughs) Lick it. I I think about the little things in this society. Like, would any of your food taste like anything except salt water? Yeah. (laughs) Your entire body is, is... Inside and out, filled with salt water. Well, Nicole Kidman ate a goldfish, so I'm guessing, yes, nothing tastes like food. No. <laughs> um, and if so- you're Arthur, do you continue to eat fish? That Since you can talk to them? <laughs> Hello, my name is Marvin. Oh, no, no, no. really mom. talk to them so much as just push their mouth. As far as I can tell, he lives on Guinness and Guinness alone. <laughs> That's a good diet. Because <laughs> other than that, we don't see him eat or drink anything else in that film. Well, he chugged some beer with his dad, but it wasn't Guinness, was it? It was something dark with was like it? that oh, thick okay. head on it. it. Like it could have been a Boddington's or something like that, I assume. And, and also, I'm not complaining about the um, the letter, the message in the bottle that showed them the way to Atlantis about how it was all of, he was like, there was all the statues of Romans and he was like, it's not that guy because blah, blah, blah. It's not that guy because blah, blah, blah. You want me to point out why that's wrong? It's been bugging me. <laughs> Would it make you feel better if you did? Maybe a little bit. The floor is yours. (laughs) So the answer to the riddle was, like, it's this guy because he's Romulus and he's Rome's first king. And I'm like, technically that is correct, but Romans hate kings. They, like, they basically, the word king is, and the word tyrant are the same in Latin. So basically the monarchy was abolished and the republic was put into place before the empire. And the specific reason why Roman empires were called emperors and not kings is because they hate kings with a passion. So they would never make a statue of the king. And also, why on earth would they make a statue that has no back to its head so you can see through its eyes that's holding up nothing? Like, 
So you can find your way to the. It's pretty lucky that that statue lasted. Yeah, like didn't get wrecked, but yeah, well, it's anyway. made of special stone. We we can also look at National Treasures one and two, and, and the Ra- Da Vinci Ra- Code, Ra- Ra- and Raiders of the Lost Ark movies. Ra- movies Still, like, well, good thing that didn't get destroyed in antiquity. <laughs> um, so overall, pretty good. I think I think it we was can. Fun. It was yeah, very it was fun. fun. I Don't... would like to see Aquaman two. So and, would I. Uh, by the looks of it, this is going to kind of save DC's ass in the film world because. <laughs> It's closing on a billion dollars or something uh, yeah, worldwide. Yeah, I was just looking at that. Well, Aquaman. The, well, it had the. It got a head start in China. China, yeah. so and and DC needs to realize that they have more superheroes than Spy or than Superman and Batman. I, they don't have to keep doing Superman and Batman. Over you know what? And over I think and over maybe and they are because if you look at it, the their DC series. Yeah, Batman's tied in with Titans, but he's not the star of it. And yeah, now they're finally realizing they're it doing because Doom Wonder Patrol Woman did and, so well. And Swamp Thing and this and Shazam's the next movie yeah. for the Matter of yeah. the Gate. Like they did Wonder Woman and they were like, oh my God, people will see a movie that's not Batman or Superman? Why didn't we realize this sooner? I'm, cu- I'm curious to see what the next movie they announce is filming yeah. Now that this has done so well, like it, it, like, do they go directly to Aquaman two, or do we get to see something else get announced instead? Well, I, wouldn't the next one be that Birds of Prey movie? Aquaman. Mm, oh, you mean the the Harley Quinn movie? So I always forget that it's technically a Birds of Prey movie. Yeah, Aquaman has made one hundred and five point seven million dollars domestically and four hundred and fifty one million around the world. So it's already over half a billion dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So, I honestly, I would go see it again. It was fun. Even if how much you got the they have the listings for the last couple of weeks. How much has Spider Verse uh, made? Spider Verse, not nearly that much. Well, it's a cartoon. Yeah, but and it's, also I don't think it's open to China. It, it's doing well in like it, it's keeping its slot kind of thing. Yeah, like well, I think it was fourth over after this weekend. Spider Man has made seventy three million seven hundred twenty five thousand and sixty three dollars. And that Mortal Engines movie tanked. Oh yeah, I years. knew it was going to. Yeah. Uh, and sixty four million overseas. So Spider Man has made one hundred thirty eight million. And next, Aquaman goes up his great against his greatest foe, Mary Poppins. Yep, <laughs> Mary Pop, uh, Aquaman annihilated Mary Poppins. This oh, it's out, isn't it? Yeah, because yeah. it came out on Christmas. Yep. Hey, Kevin, you want to go see Mary Poppins? I would like to see Mary Poppins. Yay! Um, yeah. So Aquaman, the top three movies this weekend were Aquaman, Mary Poppins, and Bumblebee. Mm. And Spider Man was number four. So before we go into the next segment, uh, Ryan and I both saw Bumblebee. I was going to just say that. Are you going to do Bumblebee? Yeah. Um, uh, As somebody who hated the Michael Bay movies, I like this thing. It was pretty good. It was fun. Um, you say you you said that it doesn't really match up with the first one, or parts of it don't match up with the original. The first. Well, if you go with the original, the 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 Bay vs. Transformer timeline, um. None of the other Autobots show up, at least in the first. So if you look at the first movie, yeah, you have Bumblebee on Earth, and he's looking for Sam because Sam posted his grandfather's stuff mm-hmm. on eBay, or great-grandfather. Yes. And so they saw the Cybertronian writing in the glasses, so, he's, so that's why he shows up as a dirty old Camaro at the car lot and gets bought by Sam. So in this movie, at, by the end... Spoiler, Bumblebee turns into an 80s 
Camaro, which yeah. okay, that would make that you think okay now, but also Optimus Prime is on Earth as and looks like Optimus Prime should look yes. as the you know the 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 boxy the front tra- over the boxy, boxy transport tra- with the boxy trailer to yes. it. Um, so that part does, and then we see other Transformers falling to Earth. Hmm. So if you were to just go with off the first movie, that not doesn't quite line up. Um, but and then <laughs> and then if you then the timeline and the movie verse gets real messed up by the time you get to the fifth movie, uh, the second of the Marky Mark movies, uh, the last night. Where they start, well, Transformers have been here since the days of Arthur. Yeah. And then they show them fighting in World War II. And it looked like Bumblebee was fighting in World War II as a Jeep. And all this other stuff. And it's like, okay, well, then that doesn't really line up with this movie at all now. Hmm. And then even there was a prequel comic that I bought because there were some tie-in movie comics from the first run of movies that were pretty interesting that kind of took place between yeah, movies. Yeah, they fill in sort of the gaps. And they don't, you know, as much as they, they they fill in story gaps between the movies, they're not acknowledged or barely touched on at all in any of the movies. Mm. Uh, so I thought, oh, okay, it's a prequel and I'll buy it. I'll read it. We'll see if it's fun. And it was kind of fun. It was like the 60s that he was running around with a couple like James Bond type spies and Bumblebee was on loan. He had been working with the American spy agency and so he yeah. was online. Well, that makes no fucking sense with this movie. With the movie. rest of the movie, yeah. Because Bumblebee crashes in the 80s. Like we, we he goes just, from Cybertron to, to like 80s. 85, 86, something like yeah. that. Because we see he goes from Cybertron to crashing in, on John Cena. Yeah. Um, but I other John Cena was in that movie. Yeah. The um, on a whole, the the like the story is not the world's greatest. You can see, kind of see the the big moments where it's coming, but it's well done. Like you know, you don't have to rent, reinvent the wheel here. And most of the complaints I have about those Transformer movies were kind of taken care of, if not completely taken care of. Like the the Transformer designs were much more of the old school cartoon ones, which solved the problem of mine of they uh, of instead of looking like a whole box of gears and wires and hydraulic pistons that happen to kind of look like a robot, they look like a robot to me. Well, like, exactly, yeah. And they look different from one another. They put the outside coverings on everything. They still, yeah. if you look at the There's details, still they've still got that Bayverse style. Everybody has lips and mouths and stuff, which is, that's which is fine. fine. That never really bugged me in the no, first and place. Then, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, instead of it just being a big pile of gray... There's like, okay, there's color. The red one has the red, you see the panels from the car. The Decepticons the, have colors instead yeah. of like, they're distinct from one black. another. So, um, I enjoyed it. I think it's a shame that John Cena is not going to join his pro wrestling buddy, The Rock, in a G.I. Joe movie. You don't know that. He, like, he's a G.I. Joe in this movie, mm-hmm. and he really should be one. He he is Duke. He is General Hawk. He is that like that square. There's a reason why he was in those shitty Marine movies because he looks like one or what we think of looking like one. But other than that, like uh, what's her face, uh, Haley Steinfeld, Steinfeld, Stanfield. How do you pronounce her name? I'm pretty sure it's played, not Steinfeld. She's the same. She's the same woman who's who played Spider Gwen. Yeah. Oh, was she? Also, yeah, she was, she's, she's got the, the double header this this yeah. winter, and she was awesome in that remake of True Grit. 
She's the, uh, the girl yes, in the, the That was a few years that. ago now. Yeah. Uh yeah, no, she was good. She did she actually did well. Like the character was okay. Mm. You know, it was your typical, you know, angsty teenager meets transformer. Yeah. The, like a, like the plot, you you can see the beats coming, but it's still pretty it's well fun. done. Yeah. And it's fun. And now I, the first ten minutes. Okay. Yeah. The first ten minutes is worth going to see alone. Because you get to see that's like you, it starts on Cybertron, just like the old original Gen Gen One cartoon did. And it was awesome. <sighs> you see all the fan favorites except for Megatron. You don't see Megatron. Yeah, you don't see Megatron. You're right. You see Soundwave. You see Shockwave. You see um, Ooh, the Blue Jet. The Blue Jet. The Purple Jet. Off of them. Or you see a Blue Jet. Yeah. A Purple Jet. A Red. You see Starscream. Wheeljack, which is Wheeljack's always been one of my favorite robot. Like Wheeljack, robot RC. Um, we see Cliffjumper Jumper, later. Yeah. Cliffjumper yeah. doesn't make it. Yeah. He doesn't make it too often. Yeah. So. Um, overall, if you have misgivings over the Bay Transformers, this one is pretty solid. Like, like I do not like those movies, and I like this. Um, this was a lot more like the first Bay movie. Yeah. Uh, and I'd say it's better than the Marky Mark ones. I would say I, I'll mildly recommend it for theaters, but like definitely a Netflix watch. I think it's one of those movies that like I enjoyed. I don't know if I would bother seeing it again in theaters. And I think it's a good starting point, but I also have a feeling it's a good starting point for movies I'm never going to get. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I don't it's know. also the lowest opening for a Transformers film yet. But like, it also all the other ones opened in the summer. Yeah. This one opened at Christmas. Oh, I don't blame the film like, that. I just yeah. you know how those bean counters I think they, work. Yeah. It's, there's a good chance it's just not gonna get another one because of this, right? But, well, apparently there's already talk of a CGI like, Cybertron, Cybertron war. war movie. Mm. Uh they were trying to work on doing a standalone Optimus Prime, but they're having I guess they're having issues. Well, how do you write a movie about someone who's always right and yeah. always does the right thing? It's like, well, it's called Captain America. Mm. Um, they did uh, it. Oh, I have to give a special shout out to that kid who sat behind us in that movie. <laughs> so um, to listeners of our podcast, I would like to tell you there is hope for the future of going to see movies in the theater because he was like, I want to say 10. Probably. 10, maybe 12. Kid behind us. I don't think he was 12. Yeah, he, I was going to say maybe 8, yeah, eight yeah, maybe 10. But just his use of language was really good. Um, while When the movie started, this boy shamed his mother into putting her cell phone away. Wait, I did the, the whole, remember to turn off your cell phone thing. He's like, remember, Mom. <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> turn off that. Put and it then, away. <laughs> he got. He also got the best audience joke of there's a part where like all the characters kind of like black out like the transport and then the main character wakes up in her bed, but when it blacks out, you just hear this kid pipe up behind us, and that's the end of that story. <laughs> and I just laughed so hard. Is that what you were laughing at? Yes, I didn't hear that, that kid. Was you just all of a sudden started laughing your ass off. I'm like. What's going on? Like, I'll tell oh, you later. He, was, he, he does was, that sometimes. He was yeah. brilliant. So, as listeners may remember, we mentioned a couple weeks ago that we were going to do a like secret Santa gift exchange, but the the goal was was to keep it within ten bucks, and it had to be kind of like dollar story sort of 
stuff or something in that line branded towards the fandom of people of the people that we were buying for. Exactly. So who wants to open first? Since you've already given us our pile of stuff. Yeah, and I didn't do... You say that, but you haven't seen what you've done. (laughs) My wrapping uh, just... I was, it was a rough day, but that's that's Jen's uh, Thank little you, pile. Santa. Okay, so I'll put it under the table so I don't see it through the bag. Okay, who wants to go first? Okay, Anyone? this is my idea. I'll go first. Okay, so what you were opening is so I was your secret Santa, Kevin. Thank you. Except for that, Petra Except feels that. bad about ruining the podcast every week, so she bought you a little present. Okay, so I'll save that. I'll I'll go with the uh, secret Santa gifts. Here okay, first. yeah. Oh, this is I don't think I remember what you got. <laughs> This has got pieces. Oh, I've been looking for this, actually. <laughs> oh, did we start a mild addiction? So they gave me the Kubrick's, uh, Kubro's uh, Wharf and Picard for my birthday, and I've been looking for the Spock ever since, and she found me the Spock. I love putting these together. Thank you. I love that. Now I feel so terrible about what I got you. Oh, don't. Because <laughs> there's so much stuff here. I I, I'm a very we, efficient shopper. Yeah, we both are. stayed within the ten dollar limit. Oh, it's I a, may have gone slightly above the ten dollar limit, but only by like a buck or two. Assembly required. It's Marvel chess. Ooh. <laughs> Oops. Look at that. So it's who are uh, the chess pieces? The kings, the king and queen on the hero side are Iron Man and Black Widow, and then your knights are Thor and Captain America. And your bishops are Hulk and Star-Lord, and your rooks are Daredevil and Spider-Man, and your pawns are all S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. <laughs> and the villains, we got uh, Thanos and Enchantress, then Loki and Red Skull, <laughs> Abomination and Ultron, and Venom and Kingpin, and then a bunch of Hydra guys as the pawns. Very mm. cool. No, no X-Men or... No uh... X-Men. Yeah, I think it's or Fantastic more like... Four in there. Eh? I wonder why that is. Wonder. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, funny. funny. Yeah. And then this big. That'll one. be next year's version. This is a big one. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot what that one was for a second. Wow. This was under budget. Yep. Yeah. Well, I, I was with them when they bought that one. Slightly over budget. I think by about two or three bucks. It was at a liquidation place. Yeah, that's right. This is a model kit. Of a, of a Vulcan shuttle. No. Yeah, you have to paint it and glue it together. Yeah, we, uh, we, we thought it was a snap-together one. We were incorrect. Oh, glue? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, sorry about it's, that. That's okay. I tried to do one of these when I was a kid, and it looked terrible. <laughs> it was a Deep Space Nine runabout. Oh, okay. At so, the very least, you can leave it in the box, and it'll look nice it'll on look a nice shelf on the, or something. Oh, that's yeah. classic so, cover or uh, uh, box art. There you go. Actually, don't uh, open the cat's presents until you're both at them. Okay. Because they're, they're very similar. Don't open so, the cat's we'll, we'll, presents. We'll open those ones off air later. Why don't, why don't Jen, you go next, because oh, I had okay. you. So then Kevin and, was and my I, secret Santa. And I didn't do And then we can use your bag. To, I, I almost right. thought I'd forgotten the gift. So, <laughs> again, Liquidation Nation. I got an Avengers Kinder Egg, which Ooh. I will eat and then tell you what's inside of it. Uh, <laughs> and <laughs> a DC's uh, superhero Wonder Woman uh, LED light keychain. She's made of Lego. Made of Lego. <laughs> Every time I see LED light, I'm like, a lead light? A lead, a lead light. light. Don't lick it. Don't lick it. 
And then the piece de resistance. The piece de resistance. <laughs> My Little Pony flavored lip gloss. <laughs> Ten lip glosses and one brush. Where did that come from? Because I'm not sure you should use it. Liquidation Nation. No, it's still sealed. Uh, yeah, okay. Liquidation Nation is probably it's okay. It's from 2017. It's fine. Directions apply to lips. <laughs> well, that's helpful. All right. Thank you, Kevin. You're welcome. That's awesome. You going first or am I going you first? You can go first. Go okay, for it. Okay, so Ryan I got, got Brent. It's a box of it Kleenex. It is a box of Kleenex. A box of Kleenex. <laughs> Ryan uses recycling when he packs his, wraps his present. Ryan, Ryan wins the award for best reuse of materials. <laughs> My dad got a box of Fruit Loops stuffed with presents <laughs> and a box of Great so Pop. I got a thing of Play-Doh. <laughs> green Play-Doh. Green Play-Doh. Is that important for later? Yeah, it's just because it's green. Just because it's green. And a Marvel pencil case, I'm thinking. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, and there's stuff. Ooh, and I got some squishy Transformers. Not squishy. They're and Lego tape. Actually, I like the Lego tape. <laughs> and in package number two, I can find a hole. Just stick your finger in it. That's what go. she said. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to say that. Oh, I got I got not Lego building base. Because I believe I mentioned to you that I'm looking for I was looking for this. You needed here. a square of Lego to put your all your minifigs on. Ooh! Oh, that's awesome, actually. Use and I nails. saw that, and I um, didn't remember. If, me... I know I tried to encourage you to buy it, and you said no. Oh, cute. But then I didn't remember if you did buy it. No. So I bought it. Uh, I, Ryan is well aware that I am a big fan of The Rocketeer, both the comic book and the Disney film from the uh, early 90s, I guess. Yeah. And he got me a little Rocketeer guy, a, a dorb. Uh, so they're made by Funko. Yeah, but it's a, it's a different design by them. But I the round heads, right? That's yeah, yeah that's little pretty round heads. awesome. And like, it's, and they're all yeah, and, and I forgot to take the price tag still on it. See, I stayed within the price. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have a bag for the garbage? Yeah. Going? So thank you. Why Play-Doh? I was, because it I was, was going through it. I was expecting this box to be like a Marvel like mini thing where you squish the Play-Doh out of its head or something. And I, It was like the day after we decided we were doing this, yeah. and I walked into Walmart, and they had Play-Doh t- things right at the front door for a yes, dollar each. I was uh, like, hey, I'll get this for Secret Santa. <laughs> Everybody loves Play-Doh. Everybody does love Play-Doh. Thank you, we Ryan. did a Secret Santa at my last rehearsal before Christmas, and the, the price limit was $1.25. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. So, Ryan... I got a Rogue One Shore Trooper tin wind-up. Ooh. Oh, that's neat. I, I hadn't seen them before no. other than at the dollar store. So it that's was cool. the debate between that, him, and Poe. And I figured that fit because yeah. you have more troopers than anything Better, else. Good so. call. Shore Trooper. Ooh. Uh, boop. <laughs> uh, Spider-Man Kinder Egg. Cool. I guess this means we both have to eat our Kinder Eggs so we can tell people what's inside of it. I guess so. <laughs> Might be a little late for chocolate, but... Never too late for chocolate. You don't have to... Well, I guess you don't have to eat it. And... Ooh, oh, a Star Wars board game. I've seen a theme between our presents. Yeah. And... 
Uh, Sorry, called. I kind of Franken-presented it. That's okay. I did that to people, too. <laughs> Brent's presents were like that. Oh. It's galaxy Hunt Game. I don't exactly understand how this works. It looks like... Um, we'll have to, we'll have to kind unbox of looks and play. Like trouble. Yeah. Oh, maybe yeah. that's what we can make the video of, is Ryan well, and one I of us playing like the game. I think it's pull the pieces out and hope that it doesn't spring and fl- make well, it No, out. but each one, some of them have bad guys, some of them have good guys, and they have different points. Uh, so now, here we go. Spin, then remove a piece carefully. The first order may strike with explosive action. Find resistance starships to score. Ooh. So it looks like yeah, it all started out. It starts to fan across, and maybe eventually it pops like it pops everything out. Interesting. Now, originally, I was looking for the uh, what's his name, Rick Flag from the the Suicide Squad. That how Dollar Store ended up with all those figures. Yep. And because one, I figured if you had one, you could use it as fodder for something else. Yep. But they were all out. Like they didn't have any. Oh, really? When wow. I went to so. That I like. I know you have children that come to your. Well, that sounds really bad. Actually, <laughs> I haven't had any children visit my house in a long time. Oh, but. okay. But I know from time to time, yeah. like you have a my lot of friends. My house is too messy. Yeah. It was interesting going to various Dollaramas. What merchandise each one had. The brand mm. new Dollarama by the new Zares by the Cineplex. Oh, okay. Uh, had nothing. The one I found most of the stuff at the one um, down by Park in Park Place. That oh, one had a really good yeah. selection of stuff. The one at um, Wellington Plaza is pretty good, too. And yeah. the big one in Aurelia. That's where I got my Ecto-1 Hot Wheels, was the one at the Wellington Yeah, Plaza. same here. Yeah. But I, I changed your gift halfway through my... Because <laughs> I bought a whole bunch more stuff in this along the same theme of this, yeah. this uh, Where did tin? you find the Dorb? The Dorb was at Hot Topic. They had really? a whole bunch of... Oh, right okay. beside the Because uh, wow. that's where we saw it. I don't remember seeing that. You and I all. saw them, and then I think yeah. they might have been on sale. I was like, "Oh, you should get that." And you're like, "No," and so I even made the comment about, "Well, Jen bought that door oh, of the thing." Yeah, okay. And you're like, "No, remember. we don't need to fall down that collecting hole." Yeah, because it's just one more line. I try not to buy many dorbs. Yeah. Okay, now open the present from Petra, from the Petra. podcast Petra kitty. Petra bought oh. us gifts. Yes, yeah, Petra, the podcast cat, you know, the one you hear every now and then. Feels bad, so oh, borrowed Jen's credit card. <laughs> oh, it's a Jordy LaForge tiki mug. I uh, got yeah, a Lieutenant Wharf tiki mug. <laughs> and downstairs, I have a Picard one. And I've got a Borg one. Brent has a Borg one. That's I, awesome. I went into EB one day, and they were blowing them out super cheap, so I could not not get them. <laughs> Just to warn you, though, they're hand wash. They're right. not uh, dishwasher safe. Which so. is okay, because I don't have a dishwasher. Yeah. It, they go, it'll it'll sit nicely in my cupboard with my Darth Vader and my Boba Fett tiki mugs. Oh, this I is still my need to get the Wampa mug. one. Yeah, the Wampa I one's nice. I never did get the Wampa one. I also thought they'd display kind of nice. And, oh, yeah. They're yeah. called Geeky so, Tiki's. <laughs> geeky Tiki's. There's some cool ones out there uh, that they put out, but I, I have a feeling it's a line that they're ending. Because like there's a whole whack of Star Trek, both next gen and classic Trek ones, and well, it could be a whole bunch of stuff that gets redone. I like, guess not really the tiki time of year. Yeah, yeah. And Star Wars, there's tons of Star yeah. Wars ones. Well, like I said, I got the Vader one and the Boba Fett one when they first came out. Yeah, and uh, Jen, Jen, I I think should get the Wampa one at some point. Yeah, yeah I need it for my unofficial Wampa but, collection. Uh, <laughs> now we, we, you will see. 
visuals of these. We haven't decided what form it's going to come out in. You'll, you'll probably see at least pictures on our Instagram. So yeah, I'll uh, take a picture and put it on Instagram. True North Nerds. Uh, uh, what, at True North at Nerds. True North Nerds on Instagram. That's us. Um, and with that, we kind of come to the, the end of the episode. Anybody, uh, anybody got a geek picks for this yes. week? I completely forgot, but I'm sure. <laughs> yes. I do. So, I do. Um, I, it's the one time I've forgotten. Well, I, I can go last then. I always treat myself to a new board game um, just before Christmas. Ooh, yeah. I want to hear about this because I saw the pictures. So I did pick up Betrayal Legacy the other nice. day. And I have now played the prologue and the first two chapters. Two chapters? Ah! Three chapters. Sorry, I just shined the LED light in my face. <laughs> it's so it works. If you've ever played Betrayal at House on the Hill, mm-hmm. uh, which is a go into the haunted house, reveal the rooms, and then find out who the traitor is and the monster attack happens, Okay. Right? It's the same game, but it's played over chapters, and there are 14, uh, 13 chapters plus the prologue. Each time you play, you affect future games. You write on cards. You rip cards up. You put stickers on board pieces. Uh, and... There are rules that even going into chapter four, we still haven't uncovered yet. Yeah. So uh, it's really fun to play. And you're supposed to play these with the same people each chapter. Yeah. Correct? You can you can mix it up. There are there are there. There's alternate a, kind of rule sets. It's not alternate rules, but it, there's a section in the rule book that says if you want to play if you play with other people, this is what you do. Okay. Um, so I've been playing with my friends, the Dernfords. Their two sons are right into role-playing type games. Oh, okay. And the neat thing, too, is so you're, each each uh, player gets a little uh, card that has your character stats on it. And uh, each card in this game represents a family. So after the first round, you give your family a name. On the back, you list the family members. And as they get killed, you write down... How they died and uh, oh, wow. whether they were the traitor and uh, yeah. oh cool. So you end up with this whole continuing story of the house, and it's really fun. And when you've played, unlike other legacy games, like there's Risk Legacy and Pandemic, uh, Pandemic. Legacy. Uh, unlike those games, once you have finished all fourteen chapters, you you can still play. You can still like play the basic regular of it? betrayal, okay. and your game will be customized because of. So there are scenarios that we will never play because of the way that effects happen. Oh, yeah, it's really a smart design, and it's really fun. And it's um, I, for a guy who doesn't like horror movies, I love this game because it's just it's just silly and creepy and fun. okay. Yeah. So betrayal legacy, Brian, awesome. awesome. Uh, so back in the at the end of October, I made a pre-order purchase online, and it was supposed <laughs> to come out in November. And finally, because it was something being custom built and yada 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 shipping and stuff, uh, I finally got it uh, about a week or two weeks before Christmas. Uh, one of those things. Once it finally got in and was done, and they shipped to me, I got it. Was like it shipped left to the place in Texas on a Thursday night, and I had it in my hands by Monday night. Like it was, you know, kind of made the border crossing everything. Uh, I ordered a custom lightsaber from Ultrasabers.com. Uh, one of their new ones, the, the version fives. Oh wow, I forget which one it was. The I don't remember. It's cool looking. Aeon, uh, I'll, 
I'll post more details, but I'm hoping to do a, a review video of it, so you'll, you know, it'll be posted up and stuff. But uh, it's really cool. It's silver. It's it's aluminum. It's so it's a silver, and it's got gold highlights. It's got windows cut into it at the top, so you can see the lightsaber blade when it's lit up come through. I uh, opted for the uh, the stunt saber, so it does no sounds, but uh, it does. Uh, and I went with the white LED. But oh, then it also came with these color chips that you can put in, so you can change the color. So I can, you know, I can make it an orange lightsaber, mm. or a purple, or a pink, or you know, the blue and the you know, the blue and the green. They kind of look a little washed out. But some of the other colors, like I could have a really, it can be a really pink lightsaber if I wanted it to be. Oh, pretty. Yeah, and I really it has a nice color of orange that I'm really liking right now. Uh, one of the benefits with these ones too, uh, you can remove the blade. So you can have it, you know, I got it with the clip and that I can hold it on my belt, you know, for when I finally make my Jedi costume or whatever Star Wars costume I'm going to finally make. But, uh, so I bought that and, uh, the lightsabers are really great. Uh, when I did email them for customer service, I always got a response within 24 hours. Uh, the thing that took the longest on mine was because it was a pre-order. Yeah. They have in stock sabers. And from what I've heard, they're pretty. It's a busy time of year right now, and they've got all, they've always got some kind of sale. So always take a look. But you know, usually the deals are you have to spend like three hundred, two or three hundred bucks before you you know get a good deal out of it. But uh, take a look at them if you're in the market for a custom saber or you know uh, a, a saber that's not a Hasbro made lightsaber. Uh, check them out. It's good quality. Okay, Jen. Um. As always, read Squirrel Girl. Uh, the most recent issue, uh, they are fighting, still fighting Skrulls. She is still fighting Skrulls. But it's just one Skrull. I thought she was dead. No, no, it was a Skrull. The Skrull was dead? <laughs> the Skrull tried to make everybody think she was dead. Okay. Yeah. And then the Skrull I remember took you over said Tony. she was at her own funeral. Yeah. And then the but Skrull I don't remember hearing over... anything about Skrulls. It's because I forgot what happened. Oh, okay. That then makes the sense. Then the Skrulls took over Tony. <gasps> Again? Yeah. And then they found Tony, and we found her. It's just one scroll, and we don't know why it's just one scroll and what she's trying to do. But she's oh. really cute. She's got big elf ears. This is adorable. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Squirrel Girl's awesome. My other geek pick, I just watched it this afternoon while I was doing laundry, is uh, a new. I don't actually know if it's Studio Ghibli or not because it didn't say Ghibli on it anywhere. It was it like was, Studio but... Pinocchio or something like oh, that. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's the same style. Anyway, it's a movie called Mary and the Witch's Flower. It's on Netflix. Um, I don't know if it's like out, coming out of Ghibli or it's just a similar animation. But it's a really lovely story. It's very cute. Um, it's about a little girl named Mary who uh, finds a flower. And um, when she touches this flower, it gives her kind of like temporary magical powers. And she ends up flying to like the Japanese equivalent of Hogwarts. <laughs> and then I'm not going to spoil what happens because it's not what you think happens. She doesn't go through school and all that stuff. But it's really kind of neat. Um, so, yeah, I watched that this afternoon. It's, Where did you watch it? On Netflix. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's the first movie from that studio. It's yeah. called Studio Ponok. Yeah. Is it, so is it a Netflix exclusive? No. I, no, it was out on Blu-ray like two, does it three see, months ago. Does okay. it say how that studio is related to Ghibli if, at all? Uh, let me find out. Okay. It's related in that it's a studio. Well, it's a very similar art style. 
Um, yeah. The company was founded by former Studio Ghibli lead film producer Yoshiaki Nishimura in in April 2015. Yeah. There you go. And that film was released on July 8th, 2017 in Japan. Yeah. And then it came over here, I guess. Yeah. So it's very similar style, but it didn't have the little Totoro symbol on it, and it didn't say Ghibli anywhere. So anyway, I still liked it. Uh, so yeah, if you have Netflix, uh, I recommend uh, giving it a watch. It's not terribly long. And uh, I think actually, you know what I think it was? I watched two movies today, and I can't remember which one was the long one. What was it called again? Mary and the Witch's Flower. Okay. It's based on a novel. Yeah, by <laughs> Mary Stewart, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's very cute. So I'm also sticking with Netflix. Uh, if you've listened to the show in the past, you know that uh, a couple of us on the show are the fan are fans of the British comedy panel show, mm-hmm. which is. It's weirdly, like, almost uniquely British, even though it is a show style that started in the U.S. It's just been kind of abandoned. So Netflix has brought it to North American shores in the form of The Fix. It is, oh. it is uh, an, I think it's 12 episodes, 12 or 13. Uh, I don't know. We've only, yeah, we we're, we're about halfway through it. Um, Jimmy Carr is the host, um, and they take two teams of comedians of two, it's always so, D.L. Hughley on D.L. Hughley is on one side. Catherine Ryan, who is a Canadian comedian who works primarily in the UK, is on the yeah, other side. I know her. And then the other comedian slots are swapped out. So, um, uh, what's her name? Uh, Nicole Byer from uh, Nailed, Nailed It. it. Is, and I Fox, love her. I love her is, so much. She is from the best episode of How Did This Get Made Ever? <laughs> that being Bloodsport. She is just fantastic comedy presence she's been on it and a couple other people that you you easily recognize ron funches ron funches has been on two episodes i love ron funches um so it's funny and the the premise of the show is there is a problem that plagues the the earth of some sort and these two sets of comedians each present their idea on how to fix that problem so like Social media is one of the ones that that they have, and oh. basically, uh, DL Hughley's uh, team comes up with the idea of you have to have a license to go on the internet. That <laughs> way, people can call you out on your bullshit, <laughs> like the, the, all sorts of stuff. It, it's a fun show. It, there's it's sort of in depth and not all at the same time. You can easily watch it while having dinner. But Jimmy Carr is also awesome, so. And it's on Netflix. Yes, yeah. it's a Netflix exclusive. Like it's their their show. Streams that didn't come up on my. You should watch this list. Yeah, because you would think right you would watch mouth. enough similar stuff that it should pop up in your algorithm. Mm. But so that brings us to the end of this episode, and it, uh, this is the last episode we're recording for 2018, and it's the last one put out in 2018. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, yeah, just barely. We're just right under the wire. in there. Happy New Year's, everybody. So, um, I would just like to... <laughs> now it sounds like... like I'd like to take a moment it. here to thank everyone for listening. I, and, uh, I would, actually. You know, we, we're at the two-year mark. Well, still, exactly. still having fun, still going, still have a couple people who listen to on a regular basis. Um, I'd also like to take the this year we had a lot more guests than we had had in the past because people were kind enough to join us. So, you know, guys like Alex Greenfield and Nate Milton and uh, Wei Ting was on one of our episodes this year and Michael Jai White, Black Dynamite himself. Yep. <laughs> like when you look back a little bit like 
How the hell did we get that one? <laughs> Other than me sending an email. Sometimes uh, that's all it takes. Yeah, Jay Fosgett's been on a couple times now. Jeff and Woods. Jeff Woods joined us most recently. Yeah, Snowhawk Cosplay joins us when he can. Yep. Yeah, I consider him our roving reporter. Though. Yep. Yeah. He, it's, he comes in from the cold from time to time. And Speaking of which, I've got a Secret Santa gift for him, too, because of that. But we'll, we'll, we'll give that next time we see him on the... He should hopefully be on the show in an episode or two. Yeah. We're going to... His travel schedule is such that we, we it may have to be inserted. We, mm. So we'll, we'll figure that out. But, like, it's, you know, it's it's fun. And I'm glad we're, we all still seem to be enjoying doing this. And we're all still friends. Yes, we don't hate one <laughs> another. Although this show was the, the one where it was like, oh, how the hell do we pull this off to schedule everybody in? What, my last minute idea was, like, if you none of you guys could make it, I was just going to record, like, a five-minute PSA episode. And... <laughs> so as part of that, um, going forward... We're going to look at ways to do some different things than we've done in the past two years a little bit. A little bit more field trips, I think. Like I've got one coming up next month that I'm very excited about. Okay, well, you'll talk to us about that off-air. I'm sure you've mentioned it. I Probably. just can't think of it off It's very cool. The top of my head. But there's like a, there's a couple other things that we, we'd kind of like to do that are in the area. We, we really want to work on getting some video content out there, too, on YouTube and stuff. Um, and if you know how to edit videos and you're nearby, let us know because I don't think any of us know how. And you know, <laughs> there's a, there's a just a, a couple things that we're we're going to try. Um, we're uh, I don't know. We're looking at ways to maybe raise a little bit of money to do things too. And I'm we don't know exactly what yet, so well, I'm not going to announce it. But if you have any suggestions or just want to give us money <laughs> this show is... will always be free i will state yes, that for yeah. the record this this mothership of the show will always be a free download or stream off of itunes and soundcloud and spotify and just to be clear we're not looking at raising money to financially compensate us as hosts in any way it's no we got real jobs for yeah. That. yeah it's it... more along the lines of paying for the licensing fee for our wonderful theme song and for production costs and things mm-hmm. like that and Hosting. you know to allow Hosting. us to do yes. so if we can get some extra to do some cool stuff that we haven't done before mm-hmm. so we're like we have some ideas you'll we'll probably do a standalone thing where we somehow try and contact the at least hundred to four hundred of you, maybe. Yeah, reach out. According and to our numbers, talk to us, people. I, I know we're nerds. We know you out there, and we don't like it. Some of if you listen to the show, you're probably not the type of nerd that bitches about shit to to people online, but. Like, we, we'd like to get your input, so... If you don't want to um, leave a message on social media where other people can read it, you can always send us an email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. And we won't read it on on air. And if you specifically state don't do that, we won't. So, you know, feel free to Well, you to can always us PM us on Facebook, too. Yeah, yep. PM us on Facebook. You could try sending me a message on Instagram, but honestly, I'm not entirely sure how to reply to those, so you're better off on Facebook. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, like, I know some of you listen. Like, we know Gavin listens and, and Rex and his entire family. And they're, 
There, I'm, and my friend Patty listened to us on her long drive from New Hampshire to Florida all the way. She oh, listened wow. to nothing but us. Oh, my goodness. Wow. She, she stayed awake the yet? whole time. Nope, she loves us. Hi, uh, Patty. Hi, Patty. Hi, Patty. How are you? <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> uh, and then she just went click. <laughs> I'm just being nice. Jesus, guys. <laughs> We're going to start name dropping our friends, and I'm going to start name dropping my oh, friends, I, too. If you guys know, because yeah, I know yeah, um, I've got some fans. I want to keep calling him Chewy, but yeah, well, Chewy—that's his. Well, he goes by Chewy. Shane listens yeah, to us still, as far as yeah. I know, and uh, and I know uh, Rhiannon does too. And yeah. uh, I've got some uh, some cousins and cousins in laws that listen, and uh, and I know Tracy listens to us on her drive to Oshawa, mm-hmm. and Karina listens to us, and Rachel and the rest of the girls from the Five-ish Fangirls listen to oh, us. Oh yeah, the, uh, them too. I'm assuming they all haven't gotten fed up with. Yeah, but uh, like I appreciate it. I really we do. appreciate we, every single one of our we listeners. We started this for fun, and when it stops being fun, we're gonna stop. But so far, that doesn't look like that's in the horizon. Still fun. So, um, <laughs> next episode will be our best of 2018. We're gonna extravaganza. Yeah, it's uh, uh the, we'll see who we can pull in. I, I've had. I, I'll I've be had, here couple ideas <laughs> and talk to a couple people but nobody is definitely committed to, to a date yet so i was smart this year and wrote down all the movies i saw in theaters and uh, i have i've been using a couple apps to keep track of everything so. i didn't keep track of anything and my facebook feed i and also wrote down every single book that i read this year so if anybody's interested in my top i have novels, a list like that too there's nothing on it <laughs> if anybody's listened interested in I've any of books. the novels that wanting to know anything about the novels i've read this year Drop us a line, and I can also add that into my 2018 review. Yep. And oh, uh, I'm going to be on post wrestling again uh, next month oh, at nice. some point. Uh, I'll, once I know the date, I'll post it up on our show. But uh, yeah, it's weird. I'm going on a wrestling podcast to talk about the Avengers. Nice. <laughs> so as you do. Well, they're they're slowly going through all the Marvel movies. I, I was on uh, their Thor Dark. No, they're just Thor, just Thor, because Dark oh. World, they haven't gotten to Dark World yet. Well, if they're just um, doing Avengers, then yeah. Yeah, to, to talk about uh, the passing of Stan Lee, and that yep. that was a fun, and I've known John and Way for over a decade now, and they're they're doing quite well for themselves on their wrestling podcast, so um, if you like pro wrestling, give them a look, and if not... Um, give them five bucks so you can listen to the episode because I'm in the Patreon tour. That's Ooh. how special I am. You have to wow. pay to hear me there, so but I will always be free. You get rent here. for free with us. <laughs> so. But anywhere else, you got to pay to listen. Yeah. Um, I learned today that you can listen to us by accessing your Google Home device and just saying, hey, Google. I'm going to activate all your devices right now. Hey, Google, play True North Nerds. I think that only works on mine, but I'm going to try it. Not right now. I'll wait till we're done recording. But with that being said, thank you very much. Um, best salutations to your various holidays, whatever they may de- be. And uh, for those of you who go by the, the new year that we go by, Happy New Year. And, and if you're listening to this on New Year's Eve, be safe tonight. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, have one for me. Yeah. <laughs> or th- they I'll may have, have already had too many, and that's why they're listening to us. They've gotten home and... <laughs> But uh, for Ryan, Jen, and Kevin, this is Brent signing off for this episode of True North Nerds. Thank you once again. Bye. Bye. Now, if you play too much of that, don't we have to pay for it? Set your phasers
You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle from the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy.